You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. <laughs> You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on during the finals. You put in five bucks, you get $150 in free plays. If you're a new customer, it doesn't matter who wins. All right. Now, joined by Mike Crutch during the Arizona baseball season, Mr. Cody James Martin. You might know him from Wildcat Authority. Um, He is uh, Cody, explain a little bit about yourself right now. You bring good luck in odd ways. (laughs) Yeah. um, I Last season... Uh, for Arizona basketball, every time I would tweet something negative uh, or say the game was over, Arizona would respond with one of their patented runs or a big play. Uh, so um, negative turned positive. All right, there we go. All right, so let's dive right into this Arizona baseball season. Um, Chip Hale was a hire that was certainly controversial. Um, Arizona goes into the year with expectations to be kind in the top third, fourth in the conference. It was an up and down season. They obviously lose 22 to six today as somebody that's watched all the games and uh, up close. What do you, what do you take away from this season? What do you take away from Chip Hale's first year at the U of A? I think that in his first season, you know, you look at everything as it played out. And I think you have to walk away saying that it was, it was a successful season. It wasn't, too over the bar and it wasn't under the bar. There was a lot of pretty kind of just what we expected for the most part, uh, a lot of highs and lows. But I think the one thing that really stands out is that this team really struggled to have a consistent identity. And right. that's something that chips really got to work on going forward. All right. Pitching because to the average fan that just started, you know, that watched or, you know, watched this game, you give up 22 runs. Obviously you lose a couple people that went with Jay Johnson to LSU, but what do you do about the pitching going forward now? Because this is obviously something they got to rectify. I think you got to go out and try to get some transfers, utilize that transfer portal a little bit, uh, get someone in who wants to be your ace uh, and be on a high stage, maybe from a smaller school. Um, really, I don't know that the guys on the roster are going to do it for them. Uh, there was right. two guys that got hurt last season uh, that didn't really bounce back this year. 
And then the younger guys didn't really have as much uh, development as we expected. So part of that's on Dave Lawn. Right. But um, you got to have more talent. And right now uh, they just didn't have enough today. They weren't deep enough. Do you think this team reached expectations, Cody? Um, you said that it was a successful season, but you look at it and uh, KB Field hopping in here too. He says injuries to the pitching staff hurt. Some guys didn't recover. Murphy was a freshman. They just didn't, you know, get all the way. Did this team live up to the? Did this team live up to the talent that's on the roster? Let me let me ask you that. I think offensively they did. Uh, pitching wise, they definitely didn't, and that's really something you got to identify in the offseason how to fix that. If it's different arms, if it's just getting those guys healthy again, um, getting some bounce backs, uh, really just have to kind of identify the whole baseball, whole pitching aspect of the game. Uh, and some of that's Dave Lawn too. You got to wonder if he's the answer. You see, we had they had such a big drop off this season from last season after losing the pitching coach. And you just really have to wonder if Dave Lawn's the answer there too. Well, that, that was going to be my next point. You know, I, Nate Yeski last year, who was one of the highest paid assistants in all of uh, college baseball, he obviously um, he departs. Dave Lawn steps into that role. Did is Dave is Dave Lawn in your opinion is Dave Lawn the right guy for the job? Uh, no, uh, I I think that they need some new blood. Um, that was one of the things that was really weird about the holdover the holdover from the last staff. And it just seems like he's kind of been there for a long time. Right. Um, and I think he really has to mix some stuff up there and, um, you know, nothing against Dave. He's a great guy, but uh, I think you have to bring in someone who is, is going to challenge some of these pitchers in a different way. Okay. So now obviously Daniel Susak is one, one of the best college collegiate performers ever at the U of a, um, you know, by any med all American going to be a possibly a first round pick. Looking forward to next year, what do you foresee from this team? What do you, what are your expectations? Obviously, high school baseball recruiting is a lot different because you don't, you know, you don't have the Jason Shear right there that's able to tell you this is the 13th best point guard in the country or something like that. It's totally different. But what are your expectations for next year? Um, I, th I think that it probably they should be a little bit better. It depends on the development. Uh, it also depends on some of the guys that leave. If they get drafted, you have a couple draft eligible juniors. Uh, Tanner Tremba is really big there. He really showed up late in the season and did a lot of really good stuff for them, mm. um, especially in the playoffs. And if he gets drafted high enough that he's going to go, that's a really big hole in your lineup that you have to fill. Um, you got Chase right. Davis back uh, for at least one more season, so that's good. But um, a lot of power and a lot of quality hitting is leaving this lineup, and you have to replace that. And with the way the conference is, it seems that you always have four teams that are in the top 15. So it's not like, you know, you're, you know, it's not like you're uh, in the ACC football where it's just like uh, Clemson that you got to compete against. I mean, this is something that you're going against talent that's going to be there for the foreseeable future, Cody. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was one of the things that was really weird about this season. It kind of gives you hope a little bit that chip is doing the right things because this team had a lot of good wins against good teams. They put together, I mean, they beat Miami earlier today. Right, that was a right. great team. Number 17 in the country. They took the series from Oregon state, who was one of the top teams in the conference. They took the series from Stanford who won the conference, but then they had, you know, complete meltdowns against USC, uh, against ASU, 
So there's just a lot of inconsistency there, but those big wins uh, are something that gives you a little bit of hope for the future. All right, before we move on to softball, I wanted to ask you, um, a lot of people, you know, talk about the way Jay Johnson left, uh, everything to that, to that effect. What kind of rostered, what kind of roster did he leave? Uh, I, I guess what more, what I'm asking is what should, and I asked you this before, but what should expectations have been? I mean, because you get a lot of people, you go on the message boards that are disappointed in this season. They're saying, well, Chip can't coach this, that, and the other, but it does seem that the way Jay Johnson left was kind of an unfortunate way for Chip Hale <laughs> to enter the collegiate baseball managing uh, perspective. Yeah, it, it was, um, his, his, the way his departure was not great just on himself. Right. But the taking of some of the players, I think you look at Jacob Barry, who's going to be a top 10 pick this year in the MLB draft, and you pair him with Daniel Susek and Otremba in that lineup, that's a nasty lineup. That's right. that's an extra hitter. You got, Then you'd have two guys that are going basically almost top 10 in the draft. Um, that That's an insane lineup. And so to kind of take that away and break up some of that roster makeup, to have some of the guys leave the way that they did – uh, just being uh, upset overall with the situation. Um, I think, I think like I said, it, it was a successful season. I think finishing in the top five of the conference was good for Chip. Um, you know, he didn't come in and have a complete meltdown of everything. So I, I think it's on par with what you expected expectations to be. All right, I think Daniel uh, POS makes a great point where he says he's going to and I I can I I can you can tell this by watching Chip Hale wants to succeed here. Chip Hale wants to be here. There's uh I don't you're not going to see him cut any corners. So, however good Chip Hale can be, Cody at the U of A is how good he's going to be. I don't think you're going to have anybody wondering, well, you know what, he could have done this if he just worked a little bit harder. This seems to be a place where he wants to be, where he wants to succeed at. Yeah, absolutely. And he's still feeling out the college game a little bit. You could see there was a couple times uh, throughout the season where he made some some calls, some managerial calls that uh, were maybe more professional level calls, leaving guys in a couple batters too long, um, really messing with the lineup on certain days. Uh, so I think that as he gets more accustomed to the college game over the next two or three years, he's going to have a better feel on that and some of those will go away. Okay, so now let's talk softball before we because Cody, big big news. Cody's moving right now, right? Yep. Very yep. cool. Homeowner right there. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Um, softball. When I was growing up, when you were growing up, it was obviously a different era, but basically I you you just kind of felt that it was your birthright that every other year you were gonna win the national championship, you know, and, and in between, if you didn't win, if Arizona didn't win it, UCLA was gonna win it. Um, you watch college softball now. Arizona's still obviously very good, but when you look at the teams that they win against, it's a lot harder for them to manufacture runs. The pitching isn't where you got a Taryn Moe or Alicia Holloway, where you can just put them out there and say, go for the entire, you don't have that kind of dominance. What does this roster need going forward to not necessarily get back to the, where Arizona softball used to be, but back where it's, you expect to get to the college world series. And not only do you expect to get there, you expect to make noise. Uh, I think this this roster is probably one quality ace away from right. being really good. Um, there were some injuries this season. Uh, Mionio was out for, for a while with a foot injury. Um, and I think that kind of brought the team down a little bit. Uh, I don't think that they were as bad as the record uh, was this season, especially in conference play. 
Right. Um, Pac-12 conference has it's just really good in general right. um, with softball. And I think if they can get just one quality ace, one pitcher that can go out there and, you know, go 25 and two, 25 and three over the season with, you know, even like a, like a four ERA, three ERA. I think that puts you in position to host super regionals next year. Why is it, why is softball uh, pitching now seem to be so hard to find now? Granted, Kenzie Fowler got hurt. And, you know, she was expected to be the best uh, pitcher in the country. But even before, when you brought in a Mariah Lopez from uh, Oklahoma, who was one of the best pitchers in the country, she comes to the U of A and, you know, just doesn't quite work out. Obviously, some injuries in play here. But why has it been so difficult for Arizona to find the pitching that they had year after year after year after year in years past? Um, I think part of it is is just recruiting in general. I think there were a couple of misses that happened. Um, you had, I can't remember her name, but the girl who transferred from Arizona to ASU and then threw the no hitter against them this year. Right. Right. Um, so you, so you have one of those kind of situations where you just didn't handle the roster quite well, quite well enough. I mean, you put her on Arizona's roster this year. I think you have a really quality team. Right. Um, but I, I think it's just, just some, some recruiting misses. And in the past, I think Candrea would have, you know, two or three girls lined up that were, you know, those ACE type players um, that would sit for a season or two uh, just for a chance to play on Arizona because you know you were the top dog at that point in time. And um, they kind of went away from that. You had those misses. And now those players are sitting at the UCLA's and the Oklahoma's of the world. Right. All right, Cody, what do you, ex- what do you expect next year from Arizona softball? Do you expect them to take a, a step up, be about the same? What do you expect? I expect them to be a lot better. They have a couple girls coming in who I think are going to help a lot with pitching and, and overall offense. Um, they are only losing Hannah Bowen this year, I think, uh, mm-hmm. from the main core. They're not losing too many other pieces uh, unless you know someone decides to just quit softball, which tends to happen sometimes. Right. Um, but uh, overall, I think that they're returning a lot of really young players who have now been to the College World Series twice, Women's College World Series twice. And you take that experience, you build on it. And uh, I expect them at least back in the Super Regionals next year, if not going uh, back to Oklahoma City. All right. He's Cody James Martin. Cody, get back to uh, get back to adult stuff. But where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Cody James Martin on Twitter uh, for all the hottest of takes. Cody, appreciate you, my man. This was awesome of you. Super clutch. Thanks. Bye. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Cody James Martin right there. All right. So we got Cody on there to talk some baseball, to wrap everything up with softball. Now we're going to get to some basketball and football here in just a minute, but got to pay the bills. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. You know the drill. You put in five bucks, get $150 in free plays on these NBA games. Again, you got to be a new customer, 21 and up, Arizona only, you got a gambling problem. You got to call 1 800 next step. These games have been absolutely fantastic. That's where you want to be, though. You want to be able to get some money. You want to be a new customer. That's all you need. Again, 21 and up. I like the Warriors to win it all. Take that for what it's worth, but that's exactly where I'm going with it again. Check it out. DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right. Now we've got some Arizona basketball news. We've got some Arizona football news to get to as well. Azulis Tabellis is going to be out for a while with what is being reported as a wrist injury. And that's something that is going to obviously hurt Arizona this summer because 
anybody that watched Arizona that sees that the Dalen Terry's of the world leaving the Christian Colocos, the Benedict Matherins, the one guy coming back that I think everybody expected to kind of be that linchpin of that team is going to be a Julius Cabellus. Now, it's not like he had some serious major injury. Totally get that. But he. this was a year where he needed to recharge. This was a year where he needed to be able to have every single minute he could because like uh, Tommy Lloyd talked about before, he had big expectations. Azulis Tabellis is the guy that needs to be able to look at his player man-on-man man and say, get out of my way. I'm about to score on you. I'm about to dunk on you, whatever the case may be. He didn't um, – He at the end of the year, whether there was injury, whatever the case may be, he kind of wilted. And um, so you worry about him mentally and you worry about him a little bit physically. For me, I just wanted to see him come back confident because if he came back confident without the all the bravado of you know trying to uh, you know put other players down by telling them they're too t- small, you know stuff that was really out of his element. I think he would be absolutely fine. I don't think that there'd be any problem with uh, him, and I think that he would be an all-American type guy. This obviously is going to set him back a little bit. Um, it's obviously not a leg injury, so that's something that is super, super good. So Arizona needs him, obviously. So we'll certainly keep you up to date on that. We're going to talk with Brad Alice tomorrow, uh, actually 1 o'clock, not 12.30 tomorrow, about what he thinks about all that news. The other bummer is uh, Keon Brooks. Kentucky transfer is going to Washington. Um, well, at Washington, it's uh, a lot of people say, well, why would you go to Washington? Because at Washington with Mike Hopkins, it's kind of a beggars or choosers. Beggars can't be choosers. He's going to allow Keon Brooks to jump right in there and to be able to get as many shots as he wants. He's going to be able to be the main focus of the team. And that's essentially what that comes down to. I think the problem with uh, the problem for Arizona right now is that while Arizona is still going to be very good, is that you've got a glaring hole at that small forward position. Now, if you can get a guard like a Courtney Ramey, who we've talked about at nauseum, you slide him into the two, you put Pella at the three, becomes a little bit more doable, a little bit more feasible. But if that doesn't happen, you're looking at kind of an undersized, unathletic lineup. Again, just to be clear, I still think Arizona's a top 25 team, but it's not an ideal roster setup right there. So Tommy Lloyd's going to have to make his bones right here in the transfer portal. He's going to be able to have to make some things happen because – Right now, the roster just isn't quite dynamic enough um, if you want to be able to kind of push that sweet 16, that second part of the week window. And that's what you're looking for if you're Arizona. So we'll keep you all up to date on that. We're going to talk a lot more about that tomorrow. And I wanted to give a wanted to give a little bit of a primer, too, for Jed Fish and what's happening with U of A football recruiting. Um, he obviously killed it when it came to quarterback recruiting you bring in a Jaden Delara you bring in a Noah Fafita you bring in one of the best wide receiver units in the entire country that was all awesome now I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Jed Fish really try to get into that getting those linemen in here now what people need to understand too is that these aren't going to be five-star linemen like a uh, to Tora McMillan or the equivalent of like a Jacob Cowing was. These are going to be big guys that had offers that could have played at a lot of different places. But when you're recruiting high level football players, the one thing we've always talked about is that generally those players end up at Alabama 
at LSU. Those are the big guys in the middle right there. And there's only generally about five to 10 of them each year. And it's going to be difficult for Arizona to be able to get those type of players. So what Jed Fish is trying to do is he's trying to get the more athletic guys in there that you can clearly see have the ability to be starting high level players. And then you got to coach them up. And that's exactly what he got right there. And a Lucas Conti who will be breaking down a little bit tomorrow and a Tylan Gonzalez. Now Tylan Gonzalez is an interesting story because he's about six foot five, six foot five, what two forty, two fifty. but he's a freak athlete. He could play a lot of different positions. I would imagine that Arizona is going to put him in, uh, probably try to set him in somewhere along the line. There's probably some other commitments that we'll be able to talk about here shortly, but Arizona is going to try to hit that line hot and heavy, and that's the way they should. Jed Fish gets recruiting. It's going to be a little less star-studded, but that doesn't really mean anything negative because, as I just talked about, there's only five to ten of those five-star linemen every year that come through. But if you can get the guys with the frames, with the athleticism, and coach him up, a la Glenn Parker or John Fina, you're going to be able to end up all right. Okay, now again, before we sign off, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. If uh, the NBA Finals are going on, if you watch it, I think the Warriors are easily the best team uh, out of the uh, between the Celtics and the Warriors. I thought that Miami Heat would win it, win it all, so take it for what it's worth, but... I like the Warriors, but here's what you got to do. You got to put in five bucks. You get $150 in free plays if you're a new customer. It doesn't even matter who wins. That's what's so unique about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They just want you to get in there, and you're going to have fun. Everybody has fun doing it. It's been around forever. It's not going anywhere. It's partnered with all of the biggest entities. It's easy to use. So again, you hop on there, code word PHNX. You got game multiple games coming up this week. There's no better time. NBA finals are fun. You know what's even more enjoyable is when you got a little bit of change on there, when you got a little bit of coin going in there. So again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Go with the Warriors, or if you think that I'm an idiot, you can go against the Warriors either way. And one last thing I want to tell you all about is Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is the perfect situation for anybody that's trying to get big, trying to get muscular without gaining any gut. Now, it supports better sleep quality, recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it costs you less than $3 a day, plus you're investing in your health, and that's what you want to be doing. And here's what they're going to do. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin A and D, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash cardinals. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash cardinals to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance without getting any of the gut. All right, we're going to be back with you tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Myself, William Brad Alice, we got a lot to talk about. U of A ro basketball roster news, U of A football news. We're going to be back with you. For Cody Martin, I am Mike Luke. Thank you so much for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Again, we will be back with you tomorrow at 1 o'clock.